Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Got 10 Minutes podcast, the podcast for product managers. Today, we speak with Yusuf Binderwala, who's a product manager at Gartner. Yusuf, welcome to the show. Thank you, Duane. So, Yusuf, tell me about yourself. Um, I'm really interested in your background, like where you're from and um, like how you got into product. So let, let's start there. Like, where are you from and uh, like what got you interested in this, this industry? Absolutely. Uh, I think I have I don't have a very conventional background when it comes to being a product manager. So I started out as a mechanical engineer. And uh, again, I did a bunch of things around that. I was involved in a lot of different things, wherein we, uh, especially I was involved in the making of the college's formula. So if you think of it, that is a product. Uh, and there's so many things that you do around that. But I did not even think of it as being product-based back then. Mm. And I worked in that industry for a couple of years. So I only was acquainted with product management as an entire industry and an entire role that has so much of more responsibility when I moved to the U.S. for my master's at Duke University. Uh, mm. That's when I was really... At Duke? Ex- at Duke. Oh, nice. That, that's when I was really exposed to product management. And then I, I think even earlier then, I did not have a very clear understanding of what it is. So I think my learning style on how I've worked so far is I always learn by elimination. Somebody like me, it's easier to figure out things that I don't want to do or that I'm not interested in and then choose the bits and retain the parts that I really enjoy and then accentuate that more so in the next thing that I do. So when I started out as a mechanical engineer, I figured out something that I like, something that I don't like. And so I was looking to accentuate the things that I liked more so in my next role. And so after Duke, I started as a business associate with Gartner initially. And again, like I said, I tried to do more of the things uh, that I really enjoyed and you know that pushed me, that motivated me to work further ahead. And I worked with, on the services side of the house, wherein I was working with the associates that interact with the clients on a regular basis. I was building things for them. I was analyzing things for them. I was making their job easier. And then during that time, I really got to know the clients a whole lot better and their perspectives and how they interact with Gartner uh, overall. And that, I think, pushed me further uh, to the point where I'm right, a product manager, wherein I was really able to see a lot of the pain points. But then again, there's only so much that you can do from a services point of house if the technology or if the product does not support you. So I think that really motivated me to being a product manager today. And I think coming this path has really given me and opened me up to so many different perspectives from different side of the house of the company, which enables me even more so as a product manager today, as opposed to if I would have started as a product manager right out of college. I don't think I would have had so many different perspectives while building something. So I think that's something that keeps evolving for me. And I keep learning things by knowing what I don't want to do. And I think that's how, that's how I even try to do it with the products that we build at Gartner. I try to understand from users also, what is the thing that they don't want or although they want to minimize upon. I think so many times we think about adding so many things to the product or building so many things. Uh, we forget about the, eliminating the things that are not required necessarily. Mm. So basically bringing the whole scientific method to product management and just using a method of elimination to make sure you're on track and building the right thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. so Gartner um, uh, is a very well-known company, very big company, but I'm pretty sure there are some of our listeners that don't know what Gartner does. So uh, like enlighten us, what is Gartner and what do they do? Absolutely. So Gartner primarily publishes research. So they as a company, they provide insights and advice and the practical tools earlier, especially to CIOs, but now they've expanded their range of products to basically every industry. So you can think of IT was the main powerhouse, but supply chain, finance, legal, HR, customer service, anything really. So they provide these insights and tools and advice and also access to a bunch of specialists around the topic to the users. 
so that they can build the resources that they require and they can leverage the knowledge that Gartner has uh, to be able to get their job that easier. So essentially, it has a, the, the main resource is the research that we publish and the expertise that comes along with it uh, that the clients can use for their own benefit. And, and how do you find your background in mechanical engineering influencing your role as a product manager at Gartner that's heavily focused on research? Absolutely. So I think it's very interesting, though, uh, as a mechanical engineer, especially, you, you definitely think of thinking as to how can you make something more accurate? How can you really nail down to the specifics of things when you're designing as a mechanical engineer? You have really have to be precise about things. Uh, there's mm-hmm. very little scope for failure mistakes there. If you think of it, if you're building a machine, even a slight miscalculation could mean the breaking of the entire machine. Uh, as opposed to that, and again, you're, I think in product management, you think about failing, but you think about failing early. So, so I think in that aspect, as a mechanical engineer, you think about doing everything in the realm of before you release something out, you want to test all of those things internally. But as a product manager, there's only so much so that you can test internally before you ship it out to the users. So I think the key there becomes to, you know, fail early, fail fast, so that you can have the final product ready for the users that out. So I think the scientific method of testing things, I think gets carried over here, but it's still very different because here it's more user-based, here it's more human-based with a mechanical engineer. That comes later. The ergonomic of it is also an important aspect, but the main thing you're working is with around the machine, whereas here... You want to focus everything around human-centered design. Got it. And uh, experimentation is a lifeblood of the scientific method. You know, being curious and trying to get the most objective answer, uh, getting as close to the truth as possible. As a product manager, what are some of the experiments that you run with some of the teams that you work with to make sure you're getting the most objective answers? Our service associates work very closely with the customers. So. A lot of times, even getting feedback internally, first of all, from people who are so close to users, makes it easier to eliminate a lot of different things and to think about in certain directions. But even apart from that, like I said, you know, we, we do run a bunch of small projects. Uh, we do things in very small releases to make sure that we are shipping the absolute core feature first and then building everything around that. And releasing it to smaller audiences makes it easier to have it more control and then getting feedback from that to build up onto the next iteration. So we're really building, we're really learning by iterating over and over again, and knowing that we don't have to get something perfect out the first time around, knowing that you know this is an evolving thing and will keep evolving over time. And I think in this case, having a long-term vision helps us keep on path because otherwise it's so easy to get astray wherein you can have so much a scope creep around that. But having a long-term vision and then iterating towards that and knowing it's a continuous process really helps us learn the different things about a user and about how they interact with Gartner. Interesting. And uh, I'm going to kind of veer off course a bit here, but what role does understanding what users want contextually play into your role as a product manager? I think, I think it, uh, that's 100% the requirement of what the user wants because essentially you're designing it for them. And since, like I said, we have such a varied user base, right? We have CIOs using the platform. We possibly have director of team using platform, or we possibly have individual contributors using the platform. So making sure that what they see on the Gartner homepage is personalized for their needs and requirements. It's personalized for their top initiatives. It's personalized 
for the kind of access that they have to the platform. It's personalized for how they interact with it, right? For example, somebody might be more inclined towards reading more research documents on their own versus somebody who would possibly prefer speaking to an, a specialist in the field or would prefer you know, listening to a webinar or listening to a podcast like this wherein they can you know get the information from so really understanding those trigger points and understanding how different user bases interact with us really will help us recommend them better about the different kinds of data types that they're interacting with or the different kinds of things that they should be looking at in the platform and that's where the team that i work with comes into picture when we're working on the recommendation and personalization and again since like i said we are transforming how gartner's homepage is and how clients interact with gartner it's an iterative process where we're trying a bunch of experiments uh, with a bunch of different users, understanding how they respond to each of those different trigger points. Awesome. So what's one of the most challenging things you'd say you do on a daily basis? So I think for me personally, like I said, I come from a mechanical engineering background and then I worked as a business associate. So I don't necessarily have a core product background in comparison to some of my peers. So I think for me personally, the most challenging thing is gathering those capabilities uh, the core capabilities, right? Being somebody who's from non-tech, uh, who's mm-hmm. not computer science, still being able to follow the logic of a lot of these things when it comes to building with the engineering team or the data science team. I, I think that is a very important aspect of product manager when you're when you're interacting with these teams. You don't necessarily have to know the entire details of that, but still being able to guide the teams in those aspects uh, is very foundational. And so I, I'm also continuously learning on the job. I'm, I'm continuously learning with my engineers and my data scientists. And also apart from that, other sorts of education that, that I use. But that's definitely something that's more challenging for me and, and something that keeps me excited because I know that there's so much out there for me to learn uh, that I'll never get bored about this. There's, there's always newer things that I can learn about recommendation systems, about building those softwares, building about those platforms. Uh, building about the designs of that. UX obviously plays such a huge role uh, when interact with the product. So, you know, learning more about that, learning more about graphic design. So there are such so many adjacent things around product management that you can learn about to be a better product manager. But at the end of the day, you expect it to do the job as a product manager well the most. So still doing that and learning all the auxiliary field, I think, uh, is what's the most challenging and the most exciting thing about the job for me. Awesome. And I would say that would kind of dovetail into my next question. What's one of your weaknesses that you've turned into your strength? And this is my last question, actually. What's one of your weaknesses that you've turned into your strengths? Definitely. So I think one of the bigger things that I realized early on, and not only right now, but even when I was working back back in college on the different projects, especially about the research that I spoke about, and as a mechanical engineer, is, is communication across all different teams. So making sure everybody is on the same page is very important and it seems such a basic thing and like a no-brainer but i've seen so many times as to how that can make or break things so really making sure that everybody who's working on the same project is on the same page about the different roadmaps about the different timelines about the different priorities about the different statuses about the involvement capacity planning all of those things like a certain integral part when you're a product manager or when you're you know i think regardless to any job really especially when you're a product manager, since you're working with so many cross uh, collaborative teams, communication becomes the most important aspect. So I think that for me earlier was a weakness where then I, you know, I was very focused on what I did and communicating that out with other teams, but I did not necessarily take into account and accounting for that when I'm, you know, publishing up my results. So now as a product manager, I think that's something that I've had to work a whole lot on uh, in communication with other teams and making sure that I am on the same page with them. And also documentation, 
become the part of it. I think as a product manager, my manager keeps saying this, but I think the product requirement uh, that the PRDs are such an essential part of being a product manager. And that essentially is a form of communication that you're using, right? So making sure everything is documented, every single thing uh, around certain features, certain product, and communicating that with different users, be it internal, external, I think is, is crucial now. Uh, in my job, which I think was a weakness earlier, but I've been able to work on that. And I think that's, there's still a long way for me to go there. But yeah. Yusuf, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing your story, your insights. And yeah, thanks for everything. Thank you for having me do and I look forward to speaking with you more so. Awesome. And thanks for listening to the Got 10 Minutes podcast. To stay in touch with us, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or the podcast app you're listening to this on right now for more episodes. Take care.